The first people to utilize pipelines were probably cave people using bamboo sticks to transport rainwater into buckets in their caves. I'm not sure, but it would make sense, wouldn't it? The Romans mastered the technique of pipelines in the shape of aqueducts to transport water from the mountain wells to their buzzing cities. Cities that sometimes used plumbing with pipes made of lead. Sadly, sometimes leading to lead poisoning for some unfortunate Romans, but also being the reason why we still call it plumbing. The Latin word plumbum means lead. 2000 years later, the word pipeline usually referred to means of transporting oil or gas. But as industrialization grasped the world, the word pipeline was also extended to meaning production pipeline. And I'm not just talking about how a certain Henry Ford invented the first moving assembly line for mass production of cars in 1913. No, I mean all production processes. Take the production pipeline for producing bread, for example. Passing through a number of stages, from harvesting the ingredients, making the dough, shaping the bread loaves and finalizing the product in the oven. A product that then can be shipped to hungry customers. And the faster a production pipeline is, the more you can produce in a short amount of time. Be it tea fords or pain de chocolat, any pipeline can always be streamlined and more effective. Now this is a podcast about movies, games and VFX, and not about croissants or vintage cars. And in our industry, the word pipeline refers to how a studio produces, for example, a visual effect, or why not an entire game cinematic. Just like with Henry Ford's factories, the key is speed and automation. But unlike Mr. Ford, we use various softwares, and the better they work together, the faster and smoother the production pipeline gets. But how does that work? And how has the pipeline developed lately? Everyone seems to talk about something called USD. What's that? And how can it be utilized in a digital production pipeline? Let's find out. Because today, the yellow brick road leads to VFX production pipelines and USD. Hi everybody, I'm Nils Lagen and this is Yellow Brick Road, a friendly little podcast about movies, games and visual effects. Today we're going to talk about Pipeline and USD and a certain project that we worked with that used USD. And here to help me shed some light on this are two esteemed colleagues from Goodbye Cancer Studios in Stockholm. Pipeline Technical Director Dan Engleson and CG Supervisor Alexis Andersson. Welcome guys. Thank Thank you. None of you have been here at Yelbig Road before, so let's start with some introductions. Dawn, how did you end up in this lovely business? Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I got interested in 3D uh, very early on in my youth, um, doing 3D uh, in Blender, uh, which got my interest. And then uh, I got interested in the sort of technology behind it. Uh, at that time, I was looking for like what to do uh, to educate myself in. And 3D was one of my key things that I did in my spare time. Uh, so I found this education in Norrköping, which was uh, the media technology. Uh, it's a 
engineering um, education, like a five years master master's degree. Mm. Uh, and I've seen that they are like going out in, in the industry, traveling the world, the people that have done uh, that education. So I was super interested of like going that route myself. So I've been always focusing on doing VFX stuff when I went to school there. And um, yeah, um, that's sort of the way the way it went. And uh, after the school there, I did my master's at uh, the moving picture company in London. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm super excited of going out traveling and seeing the world. And this sort of enabled me doing that as well. Uh, this industry that is so international. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, so I did my master's there at MPC uh, and then I did an internship at Pixar. So I applied for Pixar for doing my master's there as well. Yeah. Uh, but they said it's too uh, <laughs> too uh, secret and you can't write a paper about what you're doing. Uh, so I, uh, but they contacted me back and said, you look interesting. So do you want to do an internship? Uh, so that's how I got over to Pixar and then I spent four and a half year there working at Pixar. On films like Coco? Yeah, uh, so I started on uh, The Good Dinosaur and then uh, went on to Finding Dory and the last one which I spent two years on was Coco, Mm. uh, which was one of my favorite movies. So I'm super glad to have had like from the start uh, develop and help implementing the pipeline there. Um, and it, it was at a time where uh, USD was um, like they were shifting over to USD at that mm. point uh, for uh, finding Dory. Oh. So, yeah, there was a lot to learn um, and new stuff to to figure out. Even the people that have been there for 20 years had like this is a new pipeline. Everyone has to relearn and redo. And at that point, I had some experience of the old pipeline and then had sort of just invested all the time in USD there. So it for me, it was a really fun experience to like be on the same level as the people that had been there for 20 years and yeah, sometimes exactly. know and a per- little bit more. <laughs> yeah. um, so that was a fun, fun, fun experience. And then uh, it felt like it was time to come back home to Sweden. And uh, I found uh, that Goodbye Kansas seemed like a really nice place to come and work. And you had great ideas and was very innovative. So, yeah, it, yeah, I found a nice home here uh, at GBK. Great. And, and you, Alexis, how did you start in this business? Uh, I kind of started more with painting uh, as a kid. I was very interested in like drawing and painting and I kind of get into graffiti for a while. So most of my teen years spending like painting in walls where I can find <laughs> most illegal. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then I realized that uh, when I was going to look for an art school, I kind of realized that I don't want to paint all day. I kind of, uh, I don't want, and it was kind of a business. It's, I do like nine to five work. Mm-hmm. I do want to wake up and do work with the people I know and uh, be in a company. So I kind of decided to maybe look for graphic design. I realized that was my thing. And then I saw a 3D thing on the internet and I was like, this is incredible. How did somebody do this? This mm. is the best thing I've ever seen. So I decided to start learning it and I searched to, uh, to get into school and I searched to go come into Nakanamin and I didn't get in. I was like, God damn it. <laughs> I really <laughs> want to do this. Uh, and I really put a lot of effort to get in for the next year. And... Uh, Then I went there for two years, got internship at Swiss here in Stockholm, 
and then worked a little bit at ILP, and then I ended up at Goodbye Kansas, which I've been now for seven years. Today we're going to talk about pipeline. And you, Don, you, you work at Goodbye Kansas Pipeline Department, but, but you, Alexis, you work in productions. So, so, Alexis, how important is a smooth pipeline for a full CG production? Oh, it's very important to both make uh, things work fast and reliable, but also to make people who work uh, in the company to feel kind of happy about their doing. Mm. Of course, the goal is to reduce as much overhead so people can actually focus on artistry and uh, doing what they love. But of course, that's not always the case. There's a lot of other small things they need to be aware of that they may not be like happy to do or interested in, which is more like uh, looking what has broken for them or uh, yeah. figure out what's wrong or why can't I have the freedom to do the thing I wanted here. You, you were a CG supervisor on Goodbye Kansas production of, of uh, the TVC for the great game God of War set during a snowstorm. Uh, and that project was the first one to fully utilize Goodbye Kansas' new USD pipeline. So let's talk about that production. But, but before we go down that snowy lane, let's start with the basics, the pipeline and USD. Uh, I don't know very much about technical things. And when I first heard of USD, I thought it meant U- United States dollars. <laughs> so Don, what is USD? And, and why did Goodbye Kansas choose to develop its pipeline to utilize? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, if you Google USD, uh, you will for sure you stand up <laughs> with the USD <laughs> currency. Um, but um, yeah, USD is, uh, or it stands for Universal Scene Description. So the idea behind it is that you can actually describe the entire scene, all the assets, all the cameras, all shaders and everything within one single file or multiple files actually, uh, but in one scene description format. So previously we, we have had like Alembics, we've had different shaders um, and they had to all be sort of pulled in into different DCCs like Maya or Houdini and reassembled over there. Uh, to work uh, in that way. But with USD, everything is in the same format. So you can pull in a USD in Maya, you can pull in a USD in uh, Houdini Solaris, and it will just work. Like mm. uh, It's a interchangeable format that we can sort of pass around and stop worrying about how... Um, Yeah, just stop worrying about how to sort of implement a new pipeline for each DCC. So we're sort of making this a lot easier for us in pipeline. Uh, so that's one of the reasons of moving over to a USD pipeline uh, in terms of like supporting uh, this pipe. Uh, then it has a lot of great benefits um, in terms of collaborating. Uh, so USD is made up of a bunch of layers um, which can be combined into one single Uh, stage, uh, which is sort of the resolved context. You can think of it as being uh, like in Photoshop, you have a bunch of layers that you might paint a house in one layer, you paint um, maybe a tree in another layer, and then you combine them together. uh, And that makes up the the picture. Uh, So that is sort of the similar um, thought about in, in USD, where you have everything Uh, sort of combined into one single uh, resolved stage, uh, as it's called. Um, And by having this uh, sort of different layers that you can put in your work in, 
so we can have, for instance, a lighting layer where lighters put in their lights, and we have one layer where uh, layout put in uh, the layout for for the scene and stuff like that. And then uh, everything or all those layers goes into a, a, a shot file uh, that we then open, and everyone opens that file. So. Uh, instead we, of having instead of files. yeah, yeah. Uh, instead of having to go uh, and sort of collect all this mm. data mm. and build that up uh, in each DCC, we just have one file that we just can open. Everyone will see the same thing. Everyone will see the um, yeah the the same updates, and uh, it will be quicker for people to know and see that something is wrong. Mm. Uh, instead of um, yeah, instead of having to um, pull it in a specific version or anything like that. So we have, um, yeah, one thing that USD enable, enables us to do as well is that we can um, move away from a pull system, which is uh, version-based, specifically lockdown files of a specific version that we say pull in version 10 of this geometry, pull in version uh, 11 of uh, this shading file. and uh, we can now enable us to do um, sort of a um, push system where you can push out, say, here's the new uh, geometry for this character or mm. for this um, lighting layer, and everyone will get that. And the person doing um, the, uh, like, he's responsible or he or she is responsible for, like, sending this out to people, uh, which makes it... Uh, both scary, uh, but also quicker to iterate. Um, but, and it also minimizes the risk of someone working on the wrong version. Yes. You say. Yeah. You always. Yeah. And uh, it's yeah, it's good and bad, and we're sort of still trying to figure out <laughs> a good good workflow for it. But we have, or a great workflow for it. But we have a good workflow at the moment. Uh, and iterative approaches is what we wanna do. So, sort of. We try this, maybe it works, maybe it doesn't. Let's mm. think about how to make it better. And I, I guess that's that's key in, in the development. Yeah, you, you mentioned Pixar uh, going down that road a couple of years ago. How, how long has it been around? USD has been around since 2016. So it was open sourced in 2016. Mm. And then uh, we jumped on the bandwagon in 2018. Uh, after I've been in, at SIGGRAPH and it was all the craze with USD and uh, um, yeah, having worked with USD I knew that this is something that that can greatly benefit us if we implement it um, here at GBK and so yeah I think we were one of the few studios that uh, started or at least the s- smaller studios that started using USD uh, and implementing it mm. and it was also at a time where and not a lot of DCCs had implemented USD either. So we were sort of kind of figuring out how to, should we make this ourselves or should we wait for, say, Solaris in Houdini to, to come in and, and uh, support it. So, But, but many of the large, larger studios, but they don't use it. Uh, there are a couple, like you have... Yeah, a couple of big studios. So this, uh, yeah, Disney is starting or have been using it for a li- for a while. Uh, Pixar, of course, uh, and then um, yeah, a couple of more um, studios. But it's it's not widespread no. um, because it's uh, it. If you want to use it properly, you have to change sort of 
Like either you do USD or you don't yeah. um, to get all the benefits. Yeah, it's, it's like a sharp yeah, almost. Um, yeah, it's probably how much uh, like uh, internally the company has put an effort to build their own mm, stuff. Yeah. So if they put a lot of effort into rebuilding tools for themselves, it's probably not that they don't want to just jump on this because then all of that is deprecated, the old yeah. things. So it's more for students that kind of want to uh, revisit and maybe didn't have the best pipeline before and or, or want to build on this new thing and really excited about it so and my logic is a good example mm, of a company yes. that really has uh, put a lot of effort to going forward and mm. i see a lot of companies just every year it's a new company presents their new usd pipeline mm. it's very interesting mm. does every company have its own pipeline like designed by themselves so to say kind of building it over the years yes uh, they do um and There are some like papers on how how it's structured in different companies, and you take some ideas from that and mm. uh, implement it. Especially the USD pipeline, uh, but it's yeah, it's always going to be a flavor. Pipeline is obviously constantly improved because every production needs new things, yeah. and it kind of grows in a sense. But uh, and I mean, that's why we have a devoted pipeline team, for example. But 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 I assume it's a slightly bigger operation to move to over to USD pipeline as you say it's like a shop order yeah. it's before and it's after so how did you go about to launch this new goodbye kansas USD pipeline uh, yeah it, it is a tricky thing to do uh, as you said like if you want to do like there's a sharp edge like you can either do USD pipeline or do the old uh, you can do a mix between the two but you don't get the benefits like the no. full benefits you can do some in like use USD as the next uh, Alembic, uh, you can do that, but it doesn't benefit you that much um, compared to Alembic. For launching USD uh, here, we um, uh, focused on um, launching it in smaller steps. So we didn't want to go full on like feature film, uh, let's go, um, because there's so many areas to um think about like it's the entire pipeline so you have look dev you have modeling you have layout lighting and yeah all the departments are involved and that means that you have to train the people as well uh, so the idea that we had was to uh, do it on a smaller scale first and pick something that we know that we can put together a great team and do this on um and then having to learn during that process like these people that are on that project will learn how to do this and then be sort of ambassadors to sort of share the knowledge going forward uh, was the idea and yeah uh, launching it on a cg um, trailer was uh, an I- ideal case because we touched so many different places in the pipeline yeah Uh, and you had like, like workshops then, basically. Yeah, like. um, there was a lot of education and uh, writing down a lot of tutorials or making tutorial videos and stuff like that to sort of have people trained um, and also workshops here and there to sort of get up to speed with mm. what USD is because there's a lot of concepts uh, to take in. It's a new thing and it's not just... Um, yeah, you're more involved in the entire sort of shot production, even though you're in your own department um, than before, where you might have yeah. just clicked a button, here's the geo, and then you don't know when someone else picks it up. You just say, this is my version that is okayed. 
then it sounds it. like a more collaborative way of working yeah, in a sense. Uh, really it is. Um, could and, help to strengthen the team spirit as well, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then with USD, you have the sort of, uh, there's a concept called inheritance. So you can inherit um, stuff from a different layer. So say you have sequence lighting. Mm. Uh, we can go in and do do light a sequence and all the shots will inherit that sequence uh, lighting and then you can go in and do small tweaks so a lighter might be able to light 50 shots uh, in one day instead of 10 or something like that so that speeds it up quick mm. uh, like a lot did you get a lot of input from from artists during this transition process uh, yeah uh, we have had a lot of discussions uh, I guess <laughs> um, yeah, it's been long. and uh, I wouldn't say it's been a perfect transition either like uh, we do try it this way and then maybe it works maybe it doesn't a lot of the time it has been like okay uh, we have to sort of think a little bit different here, uh, differently here to um, to sort of have people understand it as well um, but then it's like you have to really have more people involved than say pipeline. You have to have some like Alexis, the CG uh, supervisor to really understand USD before jumping on it. Um, Because yeah, sharing is caring and uh, you have to, yeah, you're in it together, so to speak. So Mm. um, you said that that there are both benefits, but also potential hazards, but um yeah um like for instance going from the push system to or from the pull system to the push system where you uh we sort of have a live shot almost mm-hmm. uh, we can lock it down for sure but uh, everyone like gets the next stable version and we just have to flip a switch in f-track to to get that trickled out to all the shots yeah um that has been scary for a lot of people to sort of like <laughs> but what happens with my shot if I like if this goes out uh, mm-hmm. all the time and uh, it has happened times where like a character just disappears out of nowhere and oh. nobody <laughs> wasn't <laughs> sure and then nobody, somebody just pushed in a, a thing that doesn't match with a with a point cache later oh. in, the, in the layering steps so it, it has and that's kind of what we, the discussion are a lot about like how do we uh, how do we make it's safe. Like, how do we make a dependency in between assets? And, and, mm. uh, and I think it's going to take a while until we figure out exactly how to avoid those pitfalls. But uh, mm. I, I do really see that benefit of working faster and collaboratively uh, is yeah. a lot more important. And uh, yeah. and we can, and we have the tools to fix uh, those issues too, so those pitfalls. Mm. But the key thing is that I think everyone sees the, everything in the same context. Mm. So if the lighter opens up the scene, it will be no different than if an uh, animator opens up the scene. That's uh, a big so, difference. Yeah, and it also updates for you. Uh, so the next morning you go in and you see, oh, okay, this layout has totally changed. Uh, now my character is behind the tree or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I have to reanimate it. Um, and you pick it up much quicker. Otherwise you can spend a week of like animating and then oh let's bump this version for the layout so oh, fuck, he's uh, he's now behind the tree and i've spent one week on on animating yeah. him and uh, if you see it quicker you can fix it quicker uh, it might be a little bit more dirty than what we had before uh, but i think in the end it's going to be 
better uh, and will be faster to sort of resolve issues that each, de- uh, like all the different departments depend on each other. Yeah. Alexis, uh, the God of War TVC was the first Good by Kansas project to utilize in the USD pipeline. How did that affect your work? Uh, it was a lot more focused on the pipeline, but we also had tried it on some in smaller steps before. Uh, but this was the first one when we went through all the departments uh, in one project. Uh, so of course, like uh, more of my folks became to to kind of help people who had issues or if they're like talk to pipe how to figure things out and also during the project to figure out what was the unknowns we figure out now and how we can solve them so it was a lot of uh, it was of course a lot of problems because as soon as you can you can try something on for a long time but unless you use it in production you don't know no. uh, what you're gonna step on so it was a lot of those things that just popped up and we had to kind of figure out during the t- uh, time during the project uh, so it was just more focused on that than kind of doing my uh, I usually like uh, lighting more doing some helping out with the shots but it had to be more of a, uh, an overview and a helper of uh, the new pipeline basically hmm. But did it help your work as a CG supervisor now when everyone in the team always had like this collaborative way of seeing it? Yes, a lot. Like for for me, I think it's just incredible how fast I can uh, see a shot, for example. So now because everybody reads the same data before, Mm. everybody had different scene in different applications. The application didn't talk except they had like a file on disk. Uh, But now you're almost reading the... a DCC on on disk. USD is like a software by itself, almost mm-hmm. like so. Everybody reads the same data; they see the same thing. So if somebody has an issue, I can open it up within seconds and check out what it is. And mm-hmm. if it's wrong there, that means it's wrong for everybody. Yeah. Uh, before I had to jump into scenes, I had to open up different scenes. I jump into Maya and then Udini, and why are those different? Uh, and that's it's a, a lot better overview of what's going on and a lot easier to track. And of course, now we kind of build it so of course there's still some tools that are not there for us to kind of do this uh, debugging but uh, we already I would say beyond what we were before and uh, with all the new stuff that's going to come it's going to just be so much easier Don, you're obviously always involved in all productions we do at Goodbye Kansas but, but I assume you were extra much involved in the God of War project since it was this first full scale all department USD project Yeah, definitely uh, was sort of the pet project and uh, so full like 100% on that and sort of fixing bugs um and making sure everything was running smoothly and uh, it was not just me uh, i had Joachim as well um so we were two dedicated pipe uh, to this to actually make sure that the show ran as as well as it could um and did it uh we had a lot of things to fix um and yeah you as alexis said like you can only do so much in a sort of test environment test project mm-hmm. and then once you're going live you realize oh shit this is <laughs> not the not the thing uh, that we were thinking about and yeah we have to do it this way and this way and yeah there were quite a few long nights here and there um but it, in the end it was uh, totally worth it um, for the greater good <laughs> <laughs> yeah you've taken your first step into a larger world are, are all projects at Cuba Kansas now utilizing this new USD pipeline 
Uh, no, um, and that is by choice. Uh, we could switch everyone to USD, um, but we also need to sort of step back and make sure that we have the people, like we still need to learn uh, how to use USD, all the artists and uh, and stuff like that, and also be able to support the new USD pipeline. So if we say launch or open the floodgates and everyone uses USD, mm. Uh, there might be issues or new ideas and new implementations that everyone wants that we can't support in our pretty small pipeline team. Um, So we're sort of, let's make, um, yeah, take some baby steps, do this iteratively, um, launch it on a couple more projects. So now we actually have three projects running with USD uh, compared to uh, before. And now, yeah, that is, yeah. Um, that amount that we can support right now to have a good experience for uh, for the artists still. Yeah. How, how big was the team on God of War, by the way? I don't remember. <laughs> I don't usually look blur. good with no. the numbers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but we weren't we weren't such a big team. It was quite a small project. Yeah. So that's also one of the reasons we chose uh, yeah. uh, God of War so we could kind of the people who had knew how it worked could actually help out because mm. uh, we felt like uh, if we would have to teach or help out in with too many people who weren't new to it uh, it would be too overwhelming yeah. so yeah. Uh, I, I thought it was a really good project to try it on and it did work in the end, so oh. that's very cool and uh I think it was good that we kept it kind of small, uh, yeah, so sure. kind yeah. of have faster, and those people involved can get more dedicated time to to get help from pipeline and uh, from me. So, yeah, not a big team. No, no. Um, you can obviously not name what project you're on now because it's all so mm-hmm. secret. But but is it a project utilizing USD pipeline? Yes. It is. So you're now full blown a USD. Yeah, I think I'm. I'm only gonna work on USD from now on. I'm uh, also blessed with. <laughs> no, blessing. <laughs> uh, I believe so much in it. So uh, there is, of course, every project is unique. So we're gonna yeah. have. Uh, we're gonna con- probably continue having uh, issues with the uh, with the workflow and like how we can be created with two and that can also cause issues to like how do we choose to work how do we choose to do it this time and every time we kind of change a little bit there's potential new issues that can pop up mm. so it probably take a while of a little bit of uh, pain uh, to work with it uh, it's interesting to see how uh, how we can actually start uh, letting using more project and see how it works it's also fun to hear from artists that have had Uh, the chance to work on a USD project and then like I'm never going back <laughs> like some effects artists like this is great uh, I'm not yeah. going back to another project that doesn't use USD But that's so, the thing you want to hear yeah isn't exactly it? So that was super fun it's over Okay, I am done, I am clean, and I am never going back to that line. We have a little bit of mixed, sometimes uh, people like uh, uh, have a hard time switching to the to the USD yeah. and they kind of mm-hmm. like their own work, like the work we had before, because it was stable, but uh, it's, it's so many opportunities and I think the people that work with for a while start feeling comfortable with it. And of course, when mm-hmm. the whole workflow gets more stable, it's... Uh, it's so such incredible benefits in the end so i think uh, for some people just will take a little bit of time <laughs> rocky 
give it some time. I get the impression that that most artists in this industry are all like always want to do the next thing and kind of always want to evolve and are very curious and want to evolve. So, but, but but are there also like traditionalists? Like, I do it my way. I don't want to change my way of doing it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, there's a mix. Yeah, yeah. It's it's such a fast pacing industry, though. Like, it's yeah. uh, every year there's new things coming out, and mm. I, I think it's it's hard. Like. Um, my job is kind of to try to keep up with it right. but it's hard to, to to be like involved in all the new things that pop up yeah. and to choose which one is the right way to go yeah, uh, so it can be very tricky so of course there's always opinions some people are used to different workflows they have worked in other companies and so it's this amalgamy of just opinions and ideas and uh, also um, uh, preferred workflow so it's yeah. cool to listen to all of those mm-hmm. and then try to figure out something that kind of works for everybody and uh, and does the job very well yeah so what's the next step then i mean uh, pipeline is always evolving obviously but what lies around the corner well it's mainly to sort of stabilize and implement some more features in usd it's almost like now is the fun part mm-hmm. uh, because now we have done the the groundwork of getting a usd pipeline up and running and we can now focus on expanding that like write some new uh, tools for it uh, look at uh, yeah new tools from say side effects uh, in solaris with the um, Uh, like procedurals, USD procedurals, and see where, where we can utilize that, um, and also write our own tools if we want to um, in USD. And yeah, I, I just see it's a bright future to like build on top of. Mm. Um, and um, yeah, I, I think we have just settled the groundwork of USD, and now this is the time to like begin thinking about how do we want to work with this in a more efficient way uh, like it's just a iterative approach of figuring stuff out and testing new things and if a new dcc comes out that supports usd we're there we can just jump on that and test it out and hmm. this sort of yeah unifying uh, it would be interesting to go we have tested some in unreal and just bringing USD into Unreal uh, as they have support for it now. We can play around there, maybe have it on the stage and we can update from uh, from F-Track and everything will look the same. We don't have to have one version for um, the stage and one version for... Um, the stage Maya. as being the, the, the mocap. Yeah, the mocap so, stage. Yeah. Um, So yeah, it's yeah, it's going to be interesting. I'm just <laughs> super excited to continue uh, this journey of developing this, and uh, we've been sort of knocking on each um, so like at Autodesk, at Side Effects, and at uh, Chaos, um, the Blender. V-Ray Blender, and yeah, and Blender, just to see like we're we're here. We have this pipeline. We want to use it in your DCC. How can we make this happen? Mm. And being there in the forefront of just like, hello, we're ready. Let's uh, let's do cool stuff <laughs> together. And uh, yeah, it's that, evolving that, fast. It also. is very uh, yeah. Every evolving. week there's new updates from software and uh, yeah. from USD itself. So it's mm. very exciting. It's mm. like on my Twitter feed. It's going to see all the updates yeah. coming. No, but we've uh, developed a lot of great 
um, like collaborations and uh, yeah connections with different um, uh, different companies where like if we take uh, chaos for instance that wrote v-ray uh, or has v-ray uh, we have such a great relationship with them now um, because we've been yeah talking back and forth on using uh, v-ray in uh, in usd which is a total mm. new concept of for a renderer to speak to the USD scene and get the, uh, the data out into their renderer. So each different renderer can, in a pretty simple and nice way, talk to USD. And it's the same for every renderer. So um, with that, we can sort of set up shaders to work with Renderman. We can set up shaders to work with V-Ray and Karma. And we just switch render in the same and can have the same workflow mm. um, but uh, yeah chaos has been amazing uh, to work with to to get that yeah, they've been a big part of us both moving to houdini which we did uh, yeah. three four years ago now yeah. and, and now for usd because uh, we have we basically talked to them on uh, and said like we're gonna try this and then we found a little bit of issues and then within two weeks they fixed everything we asked mm. for mm. and uh, then we decided like okay this feel like a time to go so we have been in close very very close collaboration with theory they're a real nice team there over there mm. and uh, yeah since it's so new as well like whichever renderer that we would have picked for usd it would have issues uh, it would mm. not have all the implementations that has been around for um, several years and yeah where we are at now with v-ray is like now we're like production ready we can do full cg trailers with v-ray in solaris um and that is so great to have had that experience with them to sort of develop this together and kind of discussed and talked about how how to work with usd and uh and v-ray mm. an exciting future for yeah. sure many thanks for coming here today and and talking about usd and maybe we will return to this in the future when we see what new things that has happened <laughs> yeah thanks. absolutely and you out there thanks for listening uh don't hesitate to contact us if you have questions or ideas about what we should talk about here at yellow brick road you reach us at podcast at goodbyekansas.com until next time goodbye abianto auf wiederhören wie hörsch. Mm-hmm.